is Radio 89.7 FM. This is Arts Wednesday and I am just about to start a call to Aris Kit Bailet, who is joining us to talk about Second Guest Wellness, an immersive installation that you can currently experience at Cement Fondue Gallery here in Paddington. Kit, do we have you on the line? I'm here. Hi, Ira. Hi, good morning. How are you feeling this morning? I know that you have a second round of COVID and you are bound in your bed as we speak yeah. to you. How, how <laughs> yeah. is it going? How is your throat, your head, your lungs and oh, everything, your body? Everything is, is a little foggy, um, but you're right. I am cooling from my bed this morning. Mm. Um, I'm on the land of the Gadigal people in Sydney's inner west sitting in the middle of my bed which is now you know I'm getting very familiar with it <laughs> mm. if we weren't founding you in your bed today you would be uh, installing something at the art gallery of New South Wales where you work as an installer that's your day job as far as I know it is yes so over the last was it five weeks now I've been part of a team working on um, a solar wit wall drawing called loopy doopy as part of the Affinities and Resonances program at the Art Gallery. And so sadly, I've missed out on the most exciting part of that project, which was the big reveal that happened yesterday. Oh. Uh, yeah, so we've been, we've been spending five weeks um, meticulously drawing, masking up and painting um, this 30 by 10 meter wall in the main gallery space. And yesterday we did the big reveal and peeled off all the, the masking um, and revealed the two colours of the work, which are purple and red. So I'm very sad to have missed that. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting uh, because you come actually from architecture background. That's been your profession so far. And then you have transitioned in this installation practices, which often is the case that uh, people who study architecture or go down that path actually have this craving or interest within themselves to make installation art. Is that something that you found within those circles, that there are those creative types that are not really for the office work and what architecture actually entails? Yeah, I think a lot of people begin at least studying architecture interested um, you know, in, in space, space and time, um, mm. you know, which is also in common with installation work. And, yeah, I think the skills of an architect are so transferable um, within art as well. And so with, the, with this wall drawing at the art gallery, we actually began the project uh, with a, a, a smaller scale drawing, obviously, um, you know, say about an A4, a3 page um, that was drawn up by the Solowit estate. And one of our first jobs was to scale up the drawing, you know, from the millimeter to the meter. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I was relishing that, you know, with an architecture background, that was exactly, um, you know, it's always satisfying to, to tap into those skills that, um, you know, you hold specifically to yourself um, within a team. So, mm. That's giving yeah. uh, those who are maybe listening and studying architecture some ideas of what career they might have when they finish their studies, which might not be connected oh, to architecture absolutely. at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have to say, um, a lot of the people who I began studying architecture with uh, many years ago, uh, very few are architects. It is, um, it's such a good foundation uh, for knowing the world 
understanding mm. material, scale, space, time, um, and you know all of that. You can just imagine what can generate from that knowledge. So, mm. yeah, I, I'm curious about this time element because I can understand that architecture is about space, but mm. where does the time element come into the picture? Yeah, I guess um, you know architecture is to be moved through mm-hmm. you know it's not just to be looked at it's to be moved through it's to be to be lived in sometimes mm-hmm. and I think inherently in that it's it's time-based and of course when you're dealing with um, you know some architecture is uh, you could say uh, sits quite neutrally to place but um, the architecture that always engages me engages place mm-hmm. and so that's also talking to the history of a site so then you're kind of you know going back through the layers of time that have been held on a, a specific site so yeah always for me um i think perhaps more than the the spatial aspect it was it was time mm. that um got my attention yeah mm. and also you're speaking there about the body because it's the body that moves or lives in the space mostly mm. uh, or we think about bodies obviously we have objects in the space but uh, that's a yeah. whole other thing and now that we are talking about body uh, one of the works that you have just made and the main reason why um, you're joining us on the show today is to talk about this project that you have done in a collaboration with two other artists and it's called Second Guest wellness and it's showing at cement fondue gallery here in Paddington and the showing is maybe not the best word because I may be better talking about it in a sense of it's being experienced there can you tell us how do you tend to describe this project to those who ask you well Kit what what is this work about what what am I going to see there (laughs) I think you you nailed it there it's definitely an experience um, so this work was a collaboration between myself and my two really good friends and fabulous artists, um, Monica Rani Ruda and Rachel Levine. And we really wanted to tailor make an experience. It's an installation that is the scale of a room. It's a it's a wellness clinic um, as well as a shop, and we have designed everything down to the last detail, including um, an online shopping platform for you to consume products, mm. <laughs> purchase consumables. Mm. Um, yeah, detail is, a, is a, an important word to use because it is very detailed. Uh, literally, the whole space is covered uh, with art. So when we walk in, it's almost like walking onto a film set of a sort or some parallel world. Uh, it, doesn't, yeah. it certainly doesn't feel like something that you just watch or look from the distance you you walk into it you become part of it and uh, I'm, I'm how did the idea to work with this theme of wellness and wellness's industry come about what sparked some initial thoughts around which you the three of you gathered um so we we responded to a call out by cement fondue earlier this year um they had already locked in two artists for their main show, which are Shana Moulton and Min Wong. Um, So they're holding a a show in the adjacent main gallery at Cement Fondue called Soul Seeker, which is a fabulous show. You should definitely go see that. Um, But their theme was wellness and self-care. So the gallery were looking for 
an artist for the project space to devise a work that was complementary to that show. You know, as as usual with artists, you, you hear call-outs, you kind of put the date in your head. And then as soon as that day arrives, you realise, oh, no, I forgot <laughs> to put in a proposal. So Rachel, Monica and I quickly gathered together at Rachel's house um, and we sat there with our three laptops and went, hey, like, we really want to apply for this wellness, this wellness theme. Um, you know, what have we got? Um, <laughs> and I think already in that moment, we knew that something special was emerging. Mm. Um, it wasn't just going to be a show where we, you know, gather together works that we had already made or, or just, you know, the three of us individually bringing in works as a, a group show, we had already by then a sense we we wanted to integrate ourselves and integrate ourselves into that space. Mm. Um, yeah, so this idea of creating a, a shopping experience was, yeah, it was such a temptation for us. It, it was almost an urge that we just had to, to put out there. Mm. Um, yeah. And one of the things that the work is commenting, I suppose, on is this... Uh, consumability of wellness, how these things that were once traditional remedies and were passed down through families have now become goods on the market. Is this what you have experienced? Because I know that one of the elements of the work is that all three of you come from specific cultural backgrounds, and that was very much a part of the process that you were involved in while developing this work. Yeah, so that was actually an interesting aspect of it, because we we come from different cultural backgrounds but within that we found we found a common experience um so i feel the show it it speaks of that common experience of um the three of us we're born in australia but our parents were not you know so we're part of a diasporic community and and that is an experience in itself because you you half you have kind of one foot in a culture and one foot out, you know, never quite knowing the full picture of it. And the transmission of you know knowledge and wisdom through these cultures, it's delivered to us in fragments because of that. Mm-hmm. And and we we had a few conversations around this feeling, and. We also saw a parallel in, you know, I guess you could say the greater wellness industry where, um, sure, that, you know, uh, wellness practices that are now very common, you know, if I was to just throw yoga out there, mm. you know, quite often it's, it's very disconnected from its, its original context and the people of that culture. So I think we found some juiciness in that disconnect and didn't want to see it as necessarily a sadness but we wanted to explore the strangeness that emerged for us Mm, absurdity is one word that i saw written somewhere how in some way there is a element of absurdity especially present in the video that you have made can you talk a bit about that video and significance of that work sure so this video that um ira mentioned it's one of the layers within our installation um it's presented on a TV monitor within the space. And it's an infomercial for our wellness center. It features Monica, Rachel and myself dressed in our, um, I guess our costumes that we 
we've kind of come up with these personas for the show as wellness practitioners of our second guest center. And I think we, we were just interested in, I guess, firstly, the aesthetic of wellness, you know, that everything's kind of calm and sunshine and flowing water. And, you know, I think it's, it's quite ubiquitous, this, this language that gets thrown around for wellness. And we definitely took that on board with, you could say, a sense of silliness and just wanted to be quite playful with it. Mm. Um, so I think that there's a lot of earnestness, but it, also a level of absurdity with our project. Mm. Um, you know, we're so keen to, to share these remedies and treatments from our families, but also to do that, to deliver that in a way that, that highlights you know, it, not everything is 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 quite what it seems. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. Mm. Which is also what the whole installation is. It's this imaginative world that almost seems like it's real, but obviously in a couple of weeks' time it will disappear. <laughs> so even yeah. that is like not what it seems. It's not there forever. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. The, the walls will suddenly be painted over. Um, the beautiful color that took us about two weeks to select. <laughs> yes. Can you talk a bit about that color? It's it's a peachy kind of uh, skin color. That is, so everything in the space, and you mentioned this word detail, and that's why I responded to it. Everything in the place is a very deliberate choice. Everything was really thought through. So you even painted the walls and you made the curtains of the same color that you chose the walls to be in. And why this color? How did you come to that choice? Yeah, so we, um, I guess, leaning back into this, you know, ubiquitous wellness aesthetic, we wanted to have a, um, you know, a sensory experience within our space that uh, was reminiscent of, of kind of skin and flesh. You know, we wanted it to be quite a visceral experience for everyone. And so we, we selected this um, wall color called Surprise by Julux, if anyone's interested what it is. And that was quite a lengthy process to find exactly the right kind of warm-toned, flesh-toned, um, you know, it's almost like a, a skin colour. If you were to pick out a skin colour off a chart, it's that flesh tone. And then we, we have these beautiful kind of flowing, draping curtains that garnish two of the walls within the space. And again, it's it's kind of quite skin-like and they just kind of hang and and move around when you know if you were to walk around the space you'd kind of breeze by these curtains and they'd ripple you know like it's all a bit um it's all a bit human i mm. think <laughs> you have mentioned visceral experiences and i feel that your work you do some work as an individual artist as well and it often involves food as far as i can see and yeah. it is very uh, sensual in some way, very visceral in that way that it engages body, both your body as a performer, so you engage with this food in a performative way, but then also obviously we sense our body as we experience your work. Firstly, am I correct to, to say all this? And also how does you know this second guest wellness project feed into your overall practice? Mm, I think... Um for me, the body is always center. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as a um, quite often I do performance work, so it is, um, you know, my body's out there. But, it, you know, also the body of the viewer. Mm -hmm. um, 
and so I do like to explore that relationship and um, even though I, I also do some video work as well I am quite interested in how physical presence translates even through video and one of one of the things that I've been getting into over the last year is the body's presence in social media in particular TikTok mm-hmm. uh, which to be honest I did not have and I only got for art purposes <laughs> so I, I'm not kind of um, you know TikTok isn't integrated into my life but I am so curious about it and you know the kind of fragments of self that just get you know thrown out there Mm. um, and consumed as well Mm. so um yeah I think within my practice I'm I am constantly looking at ways of um how we present ourselves and how we transform ourselves and and serve ourselves up within spaces either digitally or in real life Mm. and why food why are you interested in working with food you work with uh, sourdough in the past making sourdough making beds made of sourdough uh, placing sourdough (laughs) on your skin here in this exhibition second guest wellness that we are speaking about you have uh, one of your contributions were lemons and oranges um, and various um, grapefruits and things like that so again food is the thing that inspires you in some way yeah, I think for me, food and body are intricately tied. And um, these these works that I've got within the installation, because um, each of us, Monica, Rachel and I, contributed what we call products to our shop, which are artworks in themselves as well. So it's kind of an artworks within an artwork um, mm-hmm. format. Um, but the ones that I made, they are a range of citrus fruits, um, the large one's actually a pomelo, which is a gorgeous fruit. I think it's the largest citrus. And what I've done is I have used ink on the skins of the fruit and designed these, uh, I guess, you'd view them as, as tattoos. Like they, they're of the language of tattoos, of mythical Chinese creatures, um, tigers, in spe- specifically tigers, but um, I also threw in a dragon just for fun. Um, but there is this sense of the fruit skin being important and the fruit skin being likened to human skin. Mm-hmm. So the, the crossover between food and, and, you know, human to me is, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's blurred. <laughs> mm. I do like to mix it up. Yeah. Um, I, find, I find a lot of human qualities within food and a lot of food qualities within humans. <laughs> and we are made of food, more or less. We are. Yeah. We, are. we are what we eat. That's yeah. the original wellness <laughs> exactly. motto. And all yeah. these things that you have made and that are part of this clinic, which is also a shop, as you said, they're all for sale, including these citruses. So given that somebody may buy it, are you envisioning that we will never peel it off and eat it because there is an artwork on top of them, but they will then um, mold over time and disappear? So mm-hmm. what, are, what is your vision for their future? Will they be I... consumed or, yeah. or rotten? I love the idea of um, asking people to to think about that. I definitely 
imagine them to be consumed. Um, they are treatments in themselves. So I think, yeah, I would be totally happy if someone just ripped apart, um, you know, the skins that I've so meticulously drawn on and consumed the fruit as a, a morning tea. Mm. Uh, that's totally fine with me. And also if, if they wanted to, um, you know, somehow preserve the skin, um, you know, and probably, you know, remove the fruit inside. But, you know, there are many ways you can dry out a, a skin of citrus. And, I mean, that would also bring me joy. So it could go either way. And I think that's something nice to explore is is once you put put an artwork out there and you put it out there for, for sale or to be taken away by others, it's out of your hands. Mm. And I like that. And, I, you know, there doesn't have to be rules for everything. Mm. Yeah. I thought about seeing lemons and now that we speak about maybe impermanence of this work because it can disintegrate with time. And mm. lemons in art history, iconography, at least as far as I know, especially peeled lemons are always placed in images in paintings as a sign or a symbol of fragility of life mm -hmm. and how things are impermanent. And then, you know, we are speaking about wellness and, uh, you know, one, I guess, aim or goal of wellness is to extend life or quality of life to improve it, but also to extend it, I suppose, to yeah. kind of confront this idea that we are vanishing species. <laughs> individually vanishing not as species but we all have expired date i suppose as as does the food yeah i think there there is a metaphor in that that's you know been a, a popular one to tap into mm. um that just reminded me that i've come across something unexpected with the show that happened this week i popped in on sunday into the show and I noticed that some of my fruits, some of my oranges were starting to dry out a bit and they weren't looking quite as appetizing. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I do have spares. And um, so I was going to get someone to bring them in for, um, to replace the ones for this weekend. But, you know, it's also on my mind to just maybe, maybe I do want to let them dry out or go moldy within the shop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was wondering what will happen to them over time as well. How long does the exhibition go for? How many more weeks do we have to experience yeah. it? So it's on for another two more weeks. Um, Cement Fondue is open Thursdays to um, Sunday, so it'll be on this weekend and next weekend. Um, and and actually next weekend, um, Rachel, Monica, and I are going to be in costume doing a performance day so on um, Saturday the 3rd of September we're performing treatments which you can book in for um, they do carry a cost with them um, but they can be booked on the cement fondue website and you'll get I guess a whole nother layer of experience um, you'll be sitting in the treatment chairs and you'll have all three of us waiting on you and making you feel better. <laughs> Tell us your ailments and we will cure you. That's our promise. <laughs> so in order to have this experience, uh, you can go, as Kit mentioned, to Cement Fondue website and you can book your appointment. And I believe it says it's $45 per person. I don't think that's 
that bad. Um, and you're also obviously supporting three artists, not just one. And talking about this uh, trio, is this the first time three of you have collaborated? And how how did you even come together as, as collaborators? Because previous work of yours that I know has been mainly your individual work, or sometimes you would join somebody else in performance, but mm. this is a, a real collaboration in the making of the work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the three of us are, you know, friends um, as well. And I guess it is our first um, significant collaboration. We've definitely supported each other throughout other projects. You know, as artists do, you, you go to each other for advice, um, you know, emotional support, <laughs> the whole range of things. But, um, yeah, this is, this is definitely a, a very conscious collaboration and one where all three of us played an equal part. We each had a voice. None were stronger than another. Um, it, it was actually, it's been a beautiful experience working with these two artists. Um, and I think that the installation is is a true kind of outcome of that. Um, mm. Yeah, and very very um, dare I say it, you know, organic <laughs> um, process of working together. Yeah, mm. and it, it definitely feels like it's a work that's actually made in one voice. It doesn't feel like it's made by three different people. Mm. And I, I think that is a testament to the number of um, hours we sunk into this work. Mm -hmm. um, we we were speaking about it earlier this year, and and then we started to um, you know rigorously uh, get together for meetings and and brainstorming. And I wouldn't be surprised if we had actually counted the hours. <laughs> It would be something like, you know, two or three hundred hours mm -hmm. <laughs> worth of um, good times and, and productive times. Yeah. Mm. So you had about six or a bit more months to develop this this um, project, I suppose, more than exhibition. Yeah. Yeah. With it getting, um, I guess, increasingly more so um, in the month or two before before mm. opening. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it's been, it's been an absolutely... It's been a joy, this mm. project, and and I hope that shines through in the space. <laughs> it definitely does. It's it's really impressive. So I invite everyone who is listening uh, to, especially if you live in eastern suburbs here in Sydney, it's very easy for you to find this space. It's a man from do uh, summer in Paddington. I forgot the address, um, but um, it's not far from Rushcutters Bay. Let's say that's that way. And uh, it is open for the next two weeks. It's called Second Guest Wellness. And uh, that was actually a question I also had. Why this title? What does this second guest mean? And is it supposed mm. to uh, sound a bit like second hand? Yes. Um, I guess there's a lot, of, um, a lot of layers to the name. We, we enjoyed playing with uh, ambiguity. So it, it kind of could mean a few different things. Um, so there, I guess there's the pun, which is second guest, um, G-U-E-S-S-E-D, second guest as in, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of questioning, you're questioning it, you're not sure. Um, but then what, the word we actually used was G-U-E-S-T, so second guest. And we did that to kind of to say that, you know, we are 
ourselves as the artists, we feel second guests within our own cultures and within our own family practices. Mm. Um, you know, we, we are the guests. Um, mm. But then also maybe it's referring to, you know, people who move through our installation. Maybe you're the second guest. Mm. <laughs> and then we've also got two, two treatment chairs in the centre of the room. Mm-hmm. So there's many interpretations for this title, but um, we we adore it. So, <laughs> and and with these treatments, you can actually, as far as I understood from this brochure that you made, that you can bring your guest with you to the treatment uh, for the price of one. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Well, so you you can um, come as two people. We can give um, a treatment session for two people at the same time, but it is $45 per person oh, cool. just because of the, the materials that we're going to be using and and the time that we'll spend with you. And the time, um, and but... the time that you've, those 300 hours that you have spent in developing this work. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think $45 each to support art making in any way is really not that much. <laughs> and also you can buy this, uh, you know, citruses for $15 to... To eighty-five depends what you yeah. buy and various things. Kit, thank you so much uh, for joining us on ESET Radio this morning, and thank for, you I, for I hope you here. feel better uh, with with your ailment. Maybe you need some wellness retreat after <laughs> this week. I think so. I, as soon as I can, I'll go back to the to the show, <laughs> get myself a remedy. You have been listening to Arts Wednesday here on ESA Radio 89.7 FM. I was just in conversation to artist Kit Bailet, whose work, made in collaboration with Rachel Levine and Monica Rani Rudar, is called Second Guest Wellness and is showing at Cement Fondue Gallery here in Peddington. And you can find out more by visiting cementfondue.org.